Keith? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I think I can hear you. Yep. Nice. I can hear you too. <laughs> you got me? Yeah, there we go, man. We on. Make sure we good. Got it working. There we go. We got it working, man. That's good. That's good. How you been? I've been all right, man. I can't complain, man. Yeah. I can't complain. I've been I, I, I've been waiting for this. I know, right? Yeah, you know, I've been really waiting for this, my man. So something, something we don't have enough of, you know what I mean? Is yeah, I know too many people that, that have mental health issues, and you know, no one sees anybody, and you know, nobody get the help that they need. It's like, yeah, some people will come and talk to me, but okay. I'm not a professional, you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, exactly. we need that help. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's how I am, man. I just, this right here, this platform that I created right here, mm-hmm. I, just wanna, I, I just I just want to show people that it's okay to just um to talk about their problems. Just try to seek, some, try to seek help, even if it's not a professional, even right. if it's a friend or whatever. So that's what we're here for, my man. That's what we're here for, me and you. Like Absolutely. I said, so I guess we're going to start out with, like I said before, man, it's not an interview. I can't say the interview word. It's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a conversation between two, two black men, you know, mm-hmm. that's willing to talk about this, you know, talk about their issues. So, I mean, I guess, I guess for the, I almost said viewers, but for the listeners, man, if you don't mind, just, I mean, just telling everybody who you are, where you from. Yeah, so my name is Dante. I'm originally from uh, Chicago. Right now I live in Chaska, Minnesota, and 37 with five kids. (laughs) Don't don't feel bad. I'm I'm 35 with four kids, so (laughs) we good, brother. Man. Life would be completely different without him. It would. Yeah. How do you know? Different. I, I don't, it's good though. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, they keep us busy, and mm-hmm. they keep it. They keep us going. So, and focused. And focused. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. They, you got to stay focused for those kids, man. So, I mean, without them, I don't know. I don't know where I would be at, man. I do not that's know a, where I. I don't know where I would be. With parents. Yeah. But uh, I went through, man, and I, I, you know, I listened to some more of your podcast. If you don't mind, man, shout out your podcast real quick. All right, my podcast is is basically about. Just Dante, and you know the name of it is Life, Good and Bad, the Ugly, because I've seen. All sides of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and, okay. um, you know, mental health is, is something that's been a part of my life since I was 14 years old. Yeah, share that with us, man, if you don't mind. I struggled with uh, a really bad depression, you know, from like 14, well, starting at 14. And, okay. you know, I had like five suicide attempts. Oh, wow. Okay. And... Yeah. uh you know, I only confided in a few people, but, you know, they was telling me, like, yeah, it was stupid for me to feel like that. And 
uh, everything was in my head, you know, so I, I stopped talking about it. I stopped telling people about it. And then I, you know, I, I kind of knew that, well, I always knew that people did, you know, care about me. And I didn't yes. really want them to. I kind of wanted to be in that space I was in because I don't know why. <laughs> I really yeah, don't know don't why. Care. I wanted yeah. to be in that space and I didn't want anybody to care. And me feeling like nobody cared is, it gave me a reason to continue to feel like that. And yeah, yeah I, I was I was hurting myself, man. I was trying to take myself out. Uh, uh, tried a few ways. I, I I used a gun once that jammed. I used to try to jump in front of speeding cars. Oh, I hang myself with a cable cord and it broke. <laughs> I tried pills and woke up for school on time. <laughs> that you know what that means? That 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 means you was meant to be here though. That's it what that means. It was not my time. It was not. It my was time. not your time. You got you got a, you got a purpose, and I think we all got a purpose. You know, it's just. Sometimes we can't find that purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, we just keep on searching it and we go through things. Like you say, you went through a depression at 14, though. You know, I don't think a lot of teenagers wise, I don't know if a lot of teenagers even know what they're going through. Right. You know, they they don't get they don't get the education on, you know, like me, as a lot of the listeners already know, man, my anxiety started when I was younger too, as you know, as a younger boy. But I just didn't I didn't understand what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, I thought it was, I don't know, normal. I, I mean, that sounds kind of, you know, crazy, but I thought it was normal. I didn't well, know I what was going on with me. I think when things like that happen and it's a part of your life every day, it mm-hmm. tends to seem like it's normal to you because, I mean, it's, you wake up and you're in this bad mood or you're feeling this way, become a part of your life. So, it's easy to identify it as normal. Yes, it is. And it's hard at that age, even at that age, it's really hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to talk. Did, not, did you try to talk to, like, after, you know, the suicide attempts or whatever? What did it? Is it anybody you try to talk to or you just you kept that in once again? I kept it in. Like, my mom didn't find out about my suicide attempts until she uh, heard my podcast. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, so, so this whole time. Yeah. Well, my grandmother knew I was going through something, and uh, me and my mother used to get into a lot of arguments because of the way that I was because of this. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, my grandmother she used to let me, you know, let me go and come come and go as I please, but she used to always say, "You ready to talk?" I'd be like, "Talk about what, Grandma?" Yeah. She's like, "Oh, nothing, nothing." And then one day. I was ready to talk and that's what I talked to her about. And I was like maybe Man. two and a half, three years later. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But you know, she she we had a really good conversation and okay. that's when you know I started to turn things around as far as that goes. Okay. But it, it never goes anywhere. Depression will always be with you. It always better. Now I did listen when I was listening to your podcast. I did. I can. I think you mentioned about when you were twelve. You said you you got shot. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I, you know, I was sitting there listening. Like, did I? 
I think that's what I heard. Um, yeah. If, if you don't mind, can you kind of explain about, you know, about, about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was living on the south side of Chicago. Yes. And uh, I used to get into it with the gangs over there. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was, I was, they was much older than I was. Okay. You know what I mean? So they really had no business bothering me, but I didn't back down to them. I wasn't afraid of them. So one day I was standing in front of my house and my grandmother had a candy store. <laughs> Everybody had a candy store. Yeah. But, <laughs> Even in my neighborhood, they had a candy store. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was two of the guys from the neighborhood. They used to hang out a block away. And, you know, they, they kind of jumped on me right there. And yeah. I went back down from them. And <clears throat> 12 years old, and, and yeah, I got shot. Now, it was, I wasn't always a good kid. You know what I okay. mean? So, yeah. It's some things that I was into, like my mom didn't find out about that because I had a neighbor that lived across the street. Okay. That ha- that I had to take me to the hospital so my mother wouldn't find out and had him act like he was my dad. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So I would I would think now maybe I'm I'm just thinking like from getting shot at at such a young age, is that something that lingered with you? I mean obviously I mean, like that's that's a traumatic experience. Now, so, see, that's really interesting in my life today, which is yeah. so funny. Well, not funny, <laughs> but yeah, it's it all good. It's all good, brother. Uh, I didn't carry it with me, you know. You did. Oh, wow. you up in Chicago, and, and people tell you like it, it's not okay to be vulnerable. Uh, don't show that weakness. Don't express mm-hmm. that because people will take advantage of it. So you learn to bury those things deep. And then after that, I felt like I was untouchable. You know, I, oh, I yeah. Like oh, if I can survive this, I can survive anything. Right. Mentality. So after that, it was you know it made me more of a knucklehead because I felt like I already tried to kill me once. Yeah, it ain't gonna work that time. And then with yeah, my depression, I felt like you can't kill me, I can't kill me, so I must be untouchable. Mm. So it gave you that mindset, that yep. that mindset, and then you can, you know, you kind of you you're you're tapped into that. So you like you said, you're untouchable. So you feel like you can do anything, get away with it. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be kind of dangerous. That actually was very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know you. I know you mentioned. Okay, I know you mentioned something about. I don't know if you saw a neighbor shot or you you heard yeah. about it or whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, me and my cousin was walking, and then I was twelve years old. My yeah. cousin was. Uh, me and my cousin was walking down the street. Yeah, and uh, we saw two guys get out of a car and approached a dude on the porch. He said, you live in the suburbs? He said, yeah, just coming to visit my mom. I just go to school out there. They walked to the car, came right back to the porch, and blew dude head off, like right in front of his mother. That was the worst thing I've ever heard. Like, to this day, I can hear that lady's 
I don't even know how to identify what it was. But for a mother to see her son get shot in the head, her, it wasn't like no shriek or like no yell or like no cry. It was like a whole bunch of pain just balled up into one outcry. So and, do you think, so do you think, pardon me, I'm sorry. Do you think like, like since like growing up in Chicago, like you said, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta man up basically. Right? right. Do you think those things, like there's a lot of kids right now as we speak in Chicago and, and all over that's going through stuff like that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like, you know, they seeing these, I guess, everyday things or, you know, are involved in these everyday things. I kind of feel like as they get older and, you know, they grow, you know, become adults, I feel like they, even though they buried it, it's still Mm kind of, it still kind of follows them around, you know, it's still in them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it it does. Uh, The reason I know that is because, so in July, uh, I fell off a telephone pole at work. Yes. Uh, I fell about 30 feet, only broke my wrist. Okay. That's, that's, but that's all I thought that I broke anyway. Yes. So I developed PTSD from it. I couldn't sleep after the surgery. Um, then I'm like a really positive person. I cannot form a positive thought. I could not form a positive thought. And I was asking myself, like, what the hell is going on with me? Like, what is this? Mm. So eventually I got help. And I still see my psychologist. And a lot of my childhood trauma is playing in effect today. Yeah, it's starting to come back up, right? Yep. Like, one one thing about PTSD is you have, uh, you start thinking about that specific trauma. And at first, it was like I was having dreams that I kept hitting the ground when I fell off the pole. I just kept hitting the ground and I felt like my body would shake. Yeah. And then I started having thoughts, like remembering like those times when I got shot or my depression uh, or that, that lady's voice. That lady's voice has always been with me. And it played out more over the last four months than it has since that day that it happened. So it does linger with you. Even though you bury it, but it's still there somehow. And Yeah, because burying it is not dealing with it. Yes. So yes. Until you deal with things, that's how you start to, to recover. You don't recover if you don't deal with it. Burying it is just giving it a time to come out whenever it wants to. Yes. And that's that's why I always say... <laughs> On the road to recovery, the mm-hmm. first step is acceptance. You know, accepting that something is wrong with me, or I've been, yeah. you know, I've been, I've been holding on to all these, these, these feelings or these memories or something like that without telling anybody about it. And then right. when it, you know, when it comes to the surface and they explode, like you said, you fell off a telephone pole, and you know, you, you, uh, you, you broke your your wrist, right? Yeah, my wrist. Yeah, and so just from that experience, that's traumatic in itself already. Like you said, you, you kept having dreams of falling off the telephone pole. But from that experience, it just brought up everything else. Yep. 
It did. Yeah, everything else. Like it, like like I said, I was listening to your podcast, which which by the way, it's awesome. And it thank you. You're the first person, you're the first person I wanted to interview because I, I just I was sitting there and I was listening to the story and I felt something. I was like, oh man, I, I like this dude, man. I really want to talk to him, man. Appreciate and it. The, 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 my first thing I, I got from you was how positive you was. You know, how positive you are, how positive you are. And, mm. I, you know, I was like, for me, I, I can admit it that I could be a very negative person at times. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like that. And it's, it's hard for me to, you know, look at the good in things. And from hearing your history, I mean, until recent now, you know, until you fell off the telephone pole, but you try to, you know, stay, stay positive and have a positive mindset. Well, I had to work at that. That took a long time. That's what I'm about to say. When did you start, you know, when was it when you started to figure out like, okay, I'm, I need to change who I am and, you know, start thinking a little bit more positive. When, when did that, when did that occur? Well, it first started when I was like a teenager, you know, because I was, I was in a place where I was getting in the fights all the time. And, you know, I, I would walk out of my house and I'm ready for a fight. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm looking yeah. for everything to be wrong. And once I got maybe 18, you know, it, it, it wears on you. It, it gets tired. You get tired of it. And then you, you want to, you want, you want to see things different. You want to feel things different. Okay. One day of being angry all day long is like maybe 10 years of being happy. That's how much you use on yourself. Just walking around with an attitude all the time. Yes. And I have to work really hard at it because you know, I wanted to be tough. I wanted to walk down the street and people knew I wasn't to be messed with. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So, I do. So changing that is it's hard. It's hard work, but it's possible. You know, and mm-hmm. that was the first thing that that I needed to let myself know was that it was possible. Once I got that in my head, then I was able to do the work. The main thing that I did to get me to where I am now, like everything that I've ever been through, good things, bad things, traumatic things, I have it all written down in a folder. And I visit those things frequently because you know how they say put the past behind you? Yeah. I want to keep it right in my visual just Mm. in case so I can remind myself of every feeling that I've ever had, everything that I've ever been through, and I can deal with it, even though I've dealt with it and some things was 20 plus years ago, I want to remind myself how I felt at that time. And if I have any of those feelings, I want to feel it. You know what I mean? I want to feel those feelings to remind me of where I was yes. and where I'm at right now. And okay. once I got rid of everything I didn't like about myself, that's when I really started to see the good in things. And now that's all I look for. I can, yep, I can find a positive in anything negative. Wow. So I work though. And then, I mean, you yeah. have to want to. Yeah, that's key. 
Yep. That's where I need to start at. Like, I, I know that's something that I need to do. Um, like you said, it's hard work. And I know it's a journey. I always tell people I'm on a journey. That's that's my yeah. one thing I tell them. I'm on a journey. And, yeah. and, and I'm just at the beginning of my journey. Uh, this and this right okay. here. Yes. This right here is what I'm striving to do, right. especially in the black community, because like you, like you mentioned right there, the whole I grew up with suck it up, mm-hmm. you know, don't talk about it. Be a man. You crazy. You know, yeah. that that type of talk. And that's still going on today. You know, especially, mm-hmm. like I say, in the, in, in the black communities. And I don't just want to make it black or the race, but I know that for a fact, though, you know, a, a lot of, of black, you know, black people don't like to talk about it. You right. know, we look at it. It's it's like it's a taboo. It's a stigma behind a mental health disorder. And it is. I'm just trying to play my part. I'm just one person like you just one person that's, you know, telling your story. And hopefully one person can hear one of our stories and just absolutely. You know, it changed their lives, you know, it get yeah. them out there to, you know, to go seek help, to go talk about it. And you said that you see a therapist, which is yeah. something that I want to do. Can you explain how, like, seeing the therapist, how long you've been seeing the therapist and how that has helped you over the last, you said four months, right? Well, I started seeing her, it's been like three months now. So okay. the first month, you know, because I've, I, I thought that I dealt with, everything that I've been through, you know what I mean? So I thought I knew exactly how my mind worked and I just, I thought I knew me, you know what I mean? So like when I started having these negative thoughts, the first night, it took about 16 hours for me to come out of this. Like I'm sitting around here and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm crying, negative thoughts, about 16 hours. So from about eight o'clock that night to the next day afternoon, I was feeling like this. I didn't sleep at all. When I finally start to get those positive thoughts, and then I just start forcing them in there, like one thought after the next. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I got this. Yeah. And then it happened again. 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 Mm-hmm. And the last time it was like, I was laying in bed with my wife. And I was trying to go to sleep. And I can feel this blackness, this dark cloud, this rain, this pain just come over me. And I started crying right there in the bed and I got up because I didn't want to wake my wife up. She worked nights. And I knew that if she heard me crying, it was a good chance she was going to call off work. And I didn't want her to, you know, I didn't want her to do that. I wanted her to go to work, let me go through this. (laughs) But I knew how hard it would have been for her to actually sit there and watch me go through it. Yeah. So I got out of bed and called my employee services line, and uh, and two days two days after that, I saw my my psychologist for the first time, <clears throat> and that's when I found out PTSD. Mm. So that threw me for a loop. Yeah. And then here's something else that's put into my life that I don't understand. So uh, she. She gave me a safe place and I felt safe. Okay. So she would ask me questions that would make me talk about things that I couldn't get out of myself. Mm-hmm. So 
one funny thing about this was I have a few friends that I help with uh, depression. Okay. I got a neighbor that I help with depression and PTSD. Okay. And I couldn't give myself the advice that I give them until I started to sit in her office. Okay. And she started explaining to me what was going on. So, like, she's pointed things out to me that I've never known about me. But it, it made me open my eyes to who I am, like, really, you know? So I like to help people. She told me I had an unhealthy habit of helping people. I didn't even think that was possible. (laughs) But it is. And everybody else agreed with her. I thought everybody would disagree and everybody agreed with her. Mm -hmm. But um, she gave me that safe place. So she knew the questions to ask that'll make me talk about certain things. And once I started talking and things is flowing, dude, I was going. I was going. I'm like, oh, 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 I get it. Yeah, you start, yeah, it started coming to you like, oh man, okay. I see what's up. Okay. And hey. then now uh a month and a half ago, before that I was seeing it every week. Okay. And now I see it every other week because I've made that progress. Mm. That's awesome right there, my man. That that's yeah. that's the key, man. Like that's a goal of mine also. And I mean, talking to you uh, mm-hmm. this time and the last time we talked, you it got yeah. my mind turning. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it, man. Like, what I want to do for myself, you know, the better myself. Because, like, all my listeners that listen, you know, listen to the podcast, they know my history. They know right. from adolescent all the way to the last six months. Well, six months ago was the, like I told you, was the darkest. The darkest yeah. of my life, one of the darkest, but it's just it's just been very difficult for me. And I can hit a pain, and like I can tell when your mood switch in your podcast. Yeah, like yeah. I can feel that, and it's crazy because it, it makes me feel a certain way. Yeah, but I like that I can relate to people that way. Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, I, I can tell when your mood change. Yeah, I, I feel like some people don't. And not making this about me, but I feel like a lot of people don't don't understand me, mm-hmm. you know, it's, or they don't understand what I'm going through or my pain. Like you know, it's just it's hard. It's hard for yeah. us to go through. Like you said, we got wife and kids. You got to go to work. You got to do all of this stuff, and it's like you got to try to maintain, and it's hard. Right. It is. It, it is. It, it, it's really hard, and I think. Um. Like you said, you have you 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 got PTSD. I've never been diagnosed with PTSD. I got I got generalized anxiety. That's what they diagnosed me with. Mm-hmm. But I had always felt like I had had a traumatic experience from when I was young, when I was a teenager, and it wasn't well. It was traumatic for me, right. and I always thought about you know I I went to the doctor's office. I wanted to go just to go get a routine physical, my man. And, you know, they said I had a heart murmur to, to mm-hmm. a, you know, to a 17 year old. You, That's an athlete. That's right. like, what? You don't know what's going on there. You like, yo, what's wrong with me? You know, mm-hmm. am I going to die? So that that experience right there, I feel like triggered 
I, I had always had these feelings of anxiety, but I didn't know what it was. But that situation right there is what I can always root it back to. Like when I found that out, I couldn't let that go. Yeah. And, and I mean, people got to understand like traumatic experiences, it don't have to be like nothing as physical as I went through with me falling off the ladder yeah, or me being yeah, shot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. You can have a traumatic experience that can cause PTSD from a conversation. Yes. Yes. And that's that's what we need to get out there these days, you know. People got to know. It ain't got to be, you know, we hear PTSD. You hear about a lot of people that was in a war or whatever got PTSD mm -hmm. or was in a, a car accident or whatever it may be got PTSD. But like you said, yeah. you don't have to go through an accident. You can just go through just a situation that just it, I would say it hunts, it sticks with you, it hunts with you. When you go to sleep, you, you see it. When you, when right. you try to relax, you see it. So for me, like like I said, I've never been diagnosed with it, but that situation right there, it sprung up like all of these, like I couldn't sleep at night, I couldn't do nothing mm -hmm. but think about that one thing. And to this day, to this day, I always rooted yeah. back to that. And Yeah, I still had trouble, like I still had trouble sleeping at night. So sometimes I'm up for two days. Wow. And I don't know what it is because like, I think I slept for a little bit yesterday. And yeah. then earlier today, I was so tired. Yeah. And I sat on the couch, I went to sleep, but I made sure I set uh, an alarm on my phone so yeah. that we can talk. Yeah. And I woke up two hours later, like I had been asleep for all day. Mm. So me going to sleep tonight is probably not going to happen, <laughs> which will be leading into my third night of no sleep, uh, little bits, little bits and pieces of sleep. And that's something you deal with all the time. Yes. And th and that 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 will just sprung on you from the well, basically from the fall, though, right? Yeah. At first, it was the nightmares. Well, yeah. I call them dreams. <laughs> yeah. I used to call them nightmares. Now I call them dreams. Okay. Uh, because my dreams escalated. At yeah. first, it was just hitting that, hitting the ground, boom. And then yeah. I, it felt like my body was shaking. And like a month after that, I started having a dream to where I'm looking at myself on the ground. I'm like, Dante, get up. Dante, get up. And then that one really confused me. So that felt like a setback to me. So this, this whole process the last four months has been like super difficult for me. You know what I mean? Because it, it took me out of the person I was comfortable with and then through in this other part that I had absolutely no clue how to deal with. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You went through you went through all of that, you know, earlier in life and you you worked hard to get to this positive thinking person or this positive person. And you mm -hmm. you you felt like you probably was there, and then boom, this one thing happened, and now it just in like yep. not only set you back. But it's just it presented something new in your life, another challenge in your life that you gotta yep. that you gotta try to get out of or you know maintain. Because I always tell people, you know, a lot of people you gotta learn how to deal with it. Some that's what I tell a lot of people when they ask me about you know my anxiety or ask me about anxiety. You know, be like, oh, man, mm -hmm. it's, you can carry it, right? Like, no, <laughs> it's gonna be with me. It's just how I maintain yeah. it. You know. It's right. it's something that I gotta go through, and I gotta try to maintain it. As with you, 
it's something that you're going to have with you for life. Mm-hmm. But you got to try to figure out a way to, you know, not suppress it. Like a lot of people think you can su- suppress your feelings and all of that. Yeah, don't suppress it. Don't suppress it. Don't suppress it. Don't suppress it. Don't do that. When I say, you know, it's something that's going to be with you for life and you ain't going to forget it or you ain't going to not know it's there. You just got to try to maintain it and find, like you said, the positive, the positivity out of it and just try to pivot a little bit and yeah. say, I'm with, I, this is what I got. I'm going to live with it, but I'm going to live to my fullest. I'm gonna do my best, right? And I know that's hard for a lot of people, but once again, mm-hmm. man, it is. With you, Sarah, with with you, your podcast that you got, and you sharing your story, and then I, I hope with me sharing my story, yeah. that it just, yeah. it creates some dialogue with people. Me too, man. I mean, it's it's, it's so touchy. The thing that made me do that podcast, right? Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah. I, I have I have this love for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It don't matter if I know you or not. I don't care where you come from, how you was raised. I genuinely just love people. Yes. Okay. It's this uh this group I'm a part of, ROAR, uh, organizing residents organizing against racism. Yeah. And one of the ladies friends son had tried to commit suicide. Oh, man. And that's when it hit me. Like, I ain't heard nothing about mental health in a while. You know, and the only time I'm really hearing about it is when I'm, I'm talking to my, my friends about it or helping them out in their situations. It's like, I don't hear it. And that's what made me do that podcast right there. Wow, man. And, that's, and it's awesome, I might add. It's, 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 it's very... It's very inspiring, man. Just to hear you talk, like I said, man, I, I was sitting there listening to it, and I, I felt it. Like I was like, "Wow!" Like that's that's why when I I put the post up and you responded to it, I you know I got a lot of people that emailed me and everything, and I just was picking, you know, I was going through them and listening, and I came across this. One. Yeah, I was like, "That's the one." That's the one right there, man. And man, mental health is because it's something that I've been through. It, it's man, and it's something that I still go through. Yeah. If I I wouldn't change it, you know what I mean. If it was up to me, I'd probably have it a little bit worse, just so I can learn how to deal with it just that much better. Well, that's a strong point right there. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then. It's important for for people that that's been through these situations to if you like me going through depression, a suicidal depression, trying to kill myself five times. If I make it through that, that's not me just pulling through. That's that's something else that's telling me I'm not ready for you to leave this place yet. Yeah, you got so me. Yeah, me telling my story, and then not only that, but the people that are going through it that I know that are going through it, it it makes it feel like. It's it's up to me to try to help that person. Yeah, you know what I mean because they might feel like all alone. And once I tell them about my story, and then offer like some things that I've used to help me get through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. that help them too. But when people feel alone, the world is a sad place. It's dark. It's cold. But once you get one person that you feel like understand what you're going through. 
those clouds start to fade. Yes. Awesome. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. And this is, I just want to pay it forward, you know, because I haven't successfully beaten anything yeah. if I don't help nobody else beat it. Well said, man. That's that's one of the realest things I ever I ever heard, man. Honestly, I promise you, man. That's that's well said, man. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on, man. I want everybody to know that's listening out there, man. You get used to his voice, please do, because he's gonna be on here a lot more. Hopefully, I can get on his. We yep. can have a conversation. Yep. We got to do that. But yeah, I want everybody to know he's gonna be on here. Man, we're going to try to do something at least every month, man, so you can come on here and talk your talk, man. That's what I'm going to say. Talk your talk, brother. Yeah. I mean, talk and for the people that's listening on your side and the people that will be listening on my side as well, yeah. um, if it's specific questions or specific problems or something you've had a hard time tackling, yeah. you know, feel free to send either one of us yep. uh, an email or a note. This is with Facebook, it's just Dante Hughes, D-O-N-T-A-H-U-G-H-E-S on Facebook. You can send me a message or you can send it to Keith and, and Keith can relate it over to me. Yeah. And that's you uh can wait and that's, you can you can you can either you can you can email me at anxiety about anxiety at gmail.com or on Facebook. Just look up Keith Snyder on Facebook. And if you got you got any questions for me or Dante, we'll get to them. And we'll let you know what's up. Cool. Your title, Anxiety About Anxiety. Yeah. When you, when I read that, and then when you start explaining it, yeah, it's like, I got it. It's like, I, those are like the perfect words. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, you anxious about being anxious. You're scared. And it's like, that's it. Yep. That was, that was a perfect name. That's the perfect way to explain anxiety that's me every day brother every day i'm anxious about being anxious i wake up when i get up and the first thing i do is i wish okay i hope today i don't feel like i did yesterday i hope i'm, I'm not shaking my arms and my legs right. ain't shaking so i'm already from yeah. from that moment when i'm thinking that that's my that's that's that anxiety popping up and so that that was one thing that i didn't really deal with it just kind of like faded a little bit was it anxiety yeah i started getting anxiety attacks about a month and a half ago and you know i would ask people like when do you get your anxiety attacks they say when they nervous or they stressed about something but i started getting anxiety attacks when i was in bed or watching tv like when i was completely relaxed yeah, and I would notice it because my heart had started beating, and when I started shaking, mm. and then I couldn't control my breath. That's it, right there, like a heart attack. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and the, the first one lasted for about forty-five minutes. Mm. That was scary. It's hell. Yeah, it's that's to me. That's a, <laughs> man. I don't even know how to explain it, man. That's just something that just, dude. Can you imagine that feeling that you having right there? Imagine that for. 48 hours straight, just, 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 just your body like shakes uncontrollably and your heart just pounding, whatever, you know, real hard and real fast. And you feel like you're dizzy and 
I mean, you yeah. can breathe and, and you try to explain it to some people or it's just, it's just, it's hard, brother. It's hard. Yeah, it. but it, it's time. I mean, it, it's time for you to, to seek that next step. Yes, it is. It definitely is. Like because I said, that, I have, but now it's time to go. Let's go to talk right, to somebody. Right. Time to go talk. Yeah, to somebody, different. somebody different. <laughs> somebody different yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. Not just the doctor <laughs> and the doctor say, hey, take this medicine. You know what I'm saying? And oh, my God. Like I said, like I always explain, I don't have nothing. There's nothing wrong with a person who take meds. If they take medicine and right. it works for you, more power to you. I don't. You know, I'm not against it. It just wasn't for me at that moment. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so I just want people been trying to get me to take up for my sleep. Yeah, I just I wasn't into it yet. You know, I, I always said that. OK, because I, I over the years, I always knew I had it. You know, I always had anxiety, mm-hmm. obviously. But now I, I'm more I'm accepting it more instead of fighting against it. Right. So now I'm trying to right. figure out ways to cope with it and try to make my, mm-hmm. you know, get my situation better with this podcast is one of them talking about it more is one of them so i'm trying to take steps mm. in, you know helping myself out so i can possibly you know not have to uh, uh you know be on medicine or whatever so i'm gonna i'm gonna go that mm-hmm. route first and you know go talk to right. go go get me a therapist i know everybody my first episode everybody was like you said a hundred dollars i know everybody keeps talking about that when i was like yeah man they, yeah so you know, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to seek that help, and since talking to yeah. you, you know, it put you know it, it gave me some motivation, and I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate no that. Problem. And like I told everybody, then, you're gonna be on the podcast more, and yeah, I I appreciate it, brother, for uh tonight. And uh, I tell you what, man, I know we're gonna wrap this one up, but I'm gonna call cool. you. Right. Phone. So uh be expecting my phone call in a couple minutes, okay, brother? And I'm ready. And shout out your podcast. What's the you know, this uh so you know people can what what's it available on and so people can go out there and you know listen to it. I try and put it on everything. <laughs> I got it on Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker. Okay. I got it all over the place, but my main thing is uh is anchor is where I record from. Yep. And it, it's just Dante mm-hmm. life. Uh, and the bad and the ugly, and it. My end goal is to do a biography. It's like a tell-all about my life because I think I've been through enough to where people can relate to it. Yes. And I have situations like the the few things that I just explained about today, and you know, it, it's something that maybe helps somebody get some help. Yep. There you go. So everybody there is Dante Hughes, my brother. I'm gonna call him my brother, man. Absolutely. We're gonna help each other Absolutely. out. So I I yeah, man. I thank you, brother. I'll be calling you in a couple thank minutes. You. All right, my man. I'll be waiting on it. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Later. <laughs>